The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we are back here on Analyze This. It's a hump day edition, and we've got um, Ms. Nicole Parsons from the forum. Um, going through the event schedule for the season 2022-2023. And I want to thank Ms. Um, Parsons for making herself available on short notice. Thank you very much, Ms. Parsons. Good morning once again. You're more than welcome, Neville, and thank you for the opportunity. Good Now, you got another Met Opera screening on March 2nd. Kevin Putz and uh, Libretto by uh, Greg Pierce, The Hours. That's a, that's a Thursday, Thursday edition, Thursday event. Yes, and I just wanted to tip on one little item with Quarters del Show. No, go ahead. February. Yeah, I apologize. Sorry because, about that. Because the exchange, the culture exchange, will take place on different levels because we're going to have a lot of local music in the courtyard. And then that gives a great exchange between Cape Verde and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. But we also will have a lot of art because there is a, a new museum in Long Island that is purely focused on the art of uh, from Cape Verde. And there will be coming some artwork from that museum to the Virgin Islands. And we also invited some local artists to present their work. Well, that's, that's going to be um, nice. That's gonna be, and, and we got some good, we got some good artists here uh, in the territory. So um, that should exactly. be, that should be a, a, an awesome event. No, no, you say cultural exchange so we're gonna have quelbe music there um that day as well oh yes oh yes okay yeah. so so that music and some hand drum and um and some steel pan so that definitely will be a combination and um we're we're hoping but we don't know if that will happen of course but we're we're hoping that the hand drummers from from the virgin islands can work together with the hand is, drummers is that is that is that president's day weekend um, that is actually President's Day weekend. You are right. Yeah, because yes. because um, I know that yep. the President's Day um, falls on the on the third Monday of the month, and um, it mm-hmm. just so happens that the third Monday of the month in February is the twenty first, which is the the actual last day that, that that could actually be. So this is a long week. This a this a wow. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. That should be fun. Yeah, that's go- that's gonna be a lot of fun. Okay, that's and, and and a lot of excitement around it, and we do some. Um, some dishes from from Cape Verde. We're going to present in the courtyard and and some uh, typical, you know, um, mm. dishes, culinary activities from the Virgin Islands. Oh, so, 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 so art, gonna... art, art, music, and food. You gonna get every, you gonna, you gonna get everything um, <laughs> on, on, on that that night. That that's gonna be good. Saturday, February nineteenth. Um, Correct. That's going to take yeah. place. Okay, good. And then you got um in March, you got two events. You got the hours on March the second, yeah. and then you have the uh, Esker uh, String Quartet featuring pianist Terrence Wilson. That's on March second yeah. and March eleventh. So, um, you got two that's nice it. events set up for March. Yes, and then the March uh, the Esker Quartet with uh, featuring Terrence Wilson. That's also a col- collaboration with St. John's School of the Art. Okay. So that means that they have it on Friday and we present them on Saturday. Um, and, and why we really went with the Escher Quartet, 
because there are couple couple of high end quartets out there, right? In classical uh, music, and the beautiful thing about this combination is the featuring of Terence Wilson. Mm-hmm. He is, he came out of uh, the Sphinx organization, which is a organization on the mainland that is focused on giving a chance to African-American and black composers, uh, young talent, um, and, and most most of the people out there or the musicians out there in the classical world right now that are uh, from, from more of a background that is hard to get into the classical world are coming out of the Sphinx organization. And, and Terence is definitely one of them. Um, an, an incredible, talented pianist that, that starts to be really in demand. And, and we're really happy that we can do it. Um, Kaineda McIntosh, who was originally from the Virgin Islands, She's on the board of the Sphinx organization as well. So she always makes it a point that we're that we're showcasing the result of the Sphinx organization. And it's really an important organization to have that inclusiveness in the classical world. They really penetrated that scene, so to speak. So we, we make it a point that everybody knows about it. <laughs> no, that's 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 awesome. And then we have another kids concert in early April. Um, Satchel Vasandani. Yes, that's how you pronounce Sachel it. Vasandani, correct. And then, and then uh, uh, he uh, that's a jazz duo. Um, the vocal uh, Romaine Collin, and we're gonna have um, it's a it's a quintet. We're gonna have Sherman Williams and Dion Parson, two of our own, um, perform, performing yes. with them as well. Yes, so the show has, or the evening has two components. Sasha Fasandani is, is a rising star in the jazz scene. Um, and the first half will be a duet with the piano. He, people can look him up, Google, go to YouTube. He just has a new CD out um, as that duet setting. And then the second set will be the quartet uh uh, sorry, with Sherwin Williams and then Carlton Holmes and Dion Parson, they'll be added to it. Okay, let me write down Mr. Holmes' name here. That's the that's the that's the organist, right? That's the pianist. pianist the pianist. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Carlton Holmes. He actually played in with, with the Sop Trio, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay. And Dion Parsons. Okay. So that's a, that's a two part event for that day. So we have the kids concerts in the afternoon, and then we have the main concert in the evening. Mm-hmm. And the main concert has the two elements. The two elements. So the very, yeah. very jazz slash world music first set, because it's very intense. If you look up Sasha's music, uh, the duet part, it's really sensitive. It's beautiful and very colorful. And then the second set is, is really more jazzy. Okay, that's and nice. That's nice. That's a good. That's that's a good. That's a good blend. I, I, I like that. Um, and then um, Thursday, May eleventh, another um, um, Met Opera screening. Champion, you got Terence Blanchard right. and Libretto, uh, Michael Christopher. So um, you got a you got a solid list of events between now and and the spring, Miss Parsons. Doing well at the at the forum. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, we made it a point because normally our last opera will be in, in April, the beginning of April, actually. But the Met Opera is recording champion in April, like the end of April. Mm -hmm. So we made an exception to go all the way into our film festival, actually. Yeah, I was going to bring that <laughs> so up. The, the, the film festival is in, is in May as well, isn't it? Correct. Correct. So we have uh, three films, documentaries in May, plus the one Met Opera, because we really wanted to show Champion, um, because it's a story of Emil Griffith, um, Terence Blanchard, uh, the music. So it, it's an incredible and, and really amazing opera. And again, similar as with the Magic Flute, Magic Flute is really uplifted. So I say to people, like, go listen to it, make sure your ear gets used to it, and then Champion is a great one to go to because you see the cultural background, you have the story of Emil Griffith. The, the great the great um, champion, Emil Griffith out of St. Thomas, who um, yes. was a world boxing champion and actually lived in the in the New York City area after his career, and he actually lived out in Long Island. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a, he was a great, great fighter. Let, let me ask this question. It's a personal question. Who, who is Nicole Parsons, and why is she so much in love with with the Virgin Islands? That um, that you, that you you work to to get events of this nature um, here for our um, our people to to be exposed, which is what we need, man. Oh my! This is this is really interesting. I mean, the interesting part is like actually nobody asked me that before. Well, that's the reason why you're here on this particular show, because we asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the audience is, is always intrigued about the journey. And clearly, you know, that uh, your journey has brought you here. So tell us about yourself, a little bit about your background, so we know who Nicole. We could put, we could put a background with this, this loving and caring voice for the people of the Virgin Islands, specifically St. Thomas and St. John. Wow. Yes, well, the short version, right, of my journey. Mm -hmm. um, Cliff no the cliff no. notes, yeah. The cliff notes. <laughs> so I it, in the Netherlands, and you, I'm from the Netherlands mm -hmm. uh, originally, and in the Netherlands, and you call it a social engineer. I work as a social engineer, which means um, you have social problems or aspects of society that need to be looked at and developed. So that can be, and I work a lot in education. And in after-school program um, in, in the larger cities, which have you know different problems than in rural areas, but mm -hmm. still. And then um, from that, I I dig into more in education. So became you can compare it with a commissioner of education for a certain area mm -hmm. in the Netherlands. And that was very developmental for me because then you work on another level on solving problems. No, that's, that's so that awesome. That is my MO. <laughs> and, and, how, and how did you, how did you, how do we how do we get so lucky to have you in the Virgin Islands? Well, the the interesting part is the Virgin the, the Netherlands doesn't have a performing arts school like you have in the United States. Okay, okay. So, yeah. I was intrigued by that part. I needed I wanted to bring it to the to the Netherlands and I did research in New York and like what you sometimes say on the air, the energy in New York is different, right? Oh my gosh! So yeah, that's, that's I a, went yeah. to New York, and I seriously fell in love with the energy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it happens. So it, ha- it happens. Don't 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 yeah. be, don't feel bad. It happens to everybody. There's something about New York. A, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people in a very small place, and you know, buildings on top of buildings and all that stuff. So. Um, exactly. So yeah. I, I fell in love in New York, and I actually went there because I have a few friends in the in the in the jazz world, and they always say like, "Wow, well, we can have better developmental curriculum for young kids to, you know, develop their brain and have more excited about get more exciting about the music, and have that as extra curriculum for their future." And that that intrigued me, so that's why I took a year to do research in New York. How you can model music education towards standard curriculum, and make sure that the different parts of the brain of young people will develop so that their uh, reading, writing, and math will be just pushed in the right direction. Oh my gosh, I'm liking this one. We got. We got. We, we got. So that's a whole nother. That's yeah, a whole nother yeah. We, we got. We, we got. We got to work on talking about that because um, that, that is no. I'm serious. That is near and dear to me at my age yeah. and where I would want for, a, well, where where I would want to provide a contribution to the islands, which would be to yes. to do that. So uh, we appreciate that, Miss um, Parsons. So, so that is that is really my real background, yeah. and, and that is my real passion to. And it's all developmental. Yeah, yeah, and and that's important. You know, some people assume that certain people have skills and all that stuff, but you need to put that um, developmental infrastructure in place to yes. to to it's make sure important. to make sure that the opportunity to develop uh, is there for our young people. Um, yeah, because sometimes you know you see the ones that make it by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But there are still exceptions. But we all know about them. Correct because it's so exceptional and but we still so people have the tendency to think like oh it happens by itself no not not everything happens via osmosis sometimes you 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 really gotta you gotta put in the work in some instances and and we gotta make sure you have the platform to allow for that work to actually happen or at least the opportunity for it miss parsons thank you very much for joining me man i appreciate that you know, you're more than welcome. And, and and real quick, that's when I met Dion in New York. And he oh, okay, always yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead. I apologize. No, Go no. He, he had always, his whole life, the passion uh, to give back to his own community. And he was pretty, you know, not frustrated in a high level, but there was a level of frustration to see kids that he was teaching around the world making it in New York. and And that was bothering him a lot, like why do those kids make it and I don't see anybody of my own. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's how we made the decision together. Like, okay, let, let's let go to the Virgin Islands and and just put our time, energy, and, uh, and expertise to, you know, for a broader audience, one for audience in every age range to get exposed. And on the other hand, for you and I were just talking about earlier is you build up a quality base for young kids, then you elevate everybody. Without a doubt. You know, question so about that, that, so. that that's how I ended up on the Virgin Islands. No man, I, I I love that story and I love I love you know that uh, Dion Parsons 
uh, loves his own and, and wants us to you know, continue to evolve as a people, and that's a beautiful thing. Looking forward to talking with you again sometime soon, okay? Sounds wonderful, Neville. Thank you for the opportunity, yeah. and uh, I wanted to wish everybody, uh, you know, everyone on the Virgin Islands a beautiful day, and a Merry Christmas, and a Happy Hanukkah, and and Kwanzaa and everything that's going on in the next couple of weeks, and Carnival and St. Croix, right? Festival, yeah, festival. Without a doubt. There's a, dif- there's a difference. Carnival and St. Thomas, Festival and St. Croix. Yeah, oh, so, okay. So, well, sorry. I'm learning every day. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and it used to be a celebration on St. John, and that would be the three different uh, three different um, distinctions, but I think they use Festival over there as well. But uh, we're good, oh. and we appreciate that. Many happy returns and happy holidays to you and yours. Wonderful, Neville. Same to you and your, and your family. And a big shout-out to Bronco. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> I like that. Thanks a lot, Miss uh, Nicole Parsons from the forum. Appreciate that. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. okay bye bye. That's Nicole Parsons from the forum, man. I got uh, a nice calendar of events uh, between now and uh, the spring. Uh, looking forward to supporting that in whichever way we can. We're going to transition real quickly before we go to the break. We got uh, the PSC. Uh, chairman, I had him on the phone here for a while, so I apologize. On the whole, Mr. Uh, David Hughes, haven't had him on for a while. Good morning, Mr. Chairman. How are you? Good morning, Neville. How are you? I'm it's good, been man. a while. Yeah, man. Happy holidays to you and yours. Same to you. Blessings to you and all your listeners for Christmas this year. That's a good thing. Yesterday had a PSC meeting. How'd it go? On it the was, surface? It was very, uh, we, we all thought it was a, a very good meeting. You know, the discourse these days is much different uh, at the PSC between between us and our, our, our public utility. Um, we, we got great updates. Um, we spent some time talking about making things a little clearer and simpler and hopefully less expensive for the ferry boat customers in the territory. So we got some stuff uh, we got some stuff going on but we got a great update from from uh, Director Smith and his his team yesterday. Well good so we'll, we'll take a break when we come back uh, we'll take a segment uh, to knock that off. Uh... Um, good to have you on. Um, we got uh, David Hughes, Public Service Commission Chairman, joining us here this morning. Uh, reached out to me last week, and I'm grateful that uh, he's making some time here to enlighten the public on uh, things that impact us on a daily basis. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with free tuition plus at UVI. 
With free tuition plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Parents, have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. And we're back here to analyze this, and uh, we got uh, the PSC chairman, um, so David Hughes, joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Good. Now, um, let's get right into it. Um, you know, we've been dealing with this two decades long energy crisis here in the Virgin Islands, and you have been a member of the PSC, what, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there? A um, little more recent than that. I'm in my seventh year on a three-year term. Seventh year. Okay, good. Well, I, I want you on. I want you on the on the PSC because you know what you're talking about. Um, our problem here in the Virgin Islands is that um, we import literally everything, and as a result, we are subject to a lot of external forces that we have little control over. Having said that, um, it's in our best interest that when we invest infrastructurally, that we do so to the benefit of the people of the Virgin Islands. And and and, and not also do um, do so um, from a financial standpoint, but do so to allow us to have flexibility so that these external forces aren't pretty much just running us ragged um, to the extent that, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty much going uphill and playing uphill all the time. Um, 2022 um, is pretty much over. And we're looking to 2023. What is your hope for the Virgin Islands as it relates to um, ultimately, I don't want to say finally, but ultimately, right? Um, Putting in place an infrastructure that will allow for us to realize unquestioned relief where cost, efficiency, and and reliability is concerned. Uh, with our with our energy uh, uh, portfolio here in the Virgin Islands. All right. Well, I'm going to get to cheat a little bit because obviously the PSC is is inside many of the discussions of, of things that are just not quite out there yet. But let me make a couple predictions for you for the new year. How about that? Well, man, the floor is um, your, the floor it, is your. I yield. 
Okay, well, in the first quarter of, of 2023, uh, St. Thomas is, is finally going to realize, uh, I believe, its, uh, it, it's, its new efficient generation system. The, the new four-word solars will come online and will substantially cut the energy, the fuel cost of, of this district of the territory. Um, maybe towards the back half of that quarter, it, it is a little bit dependent on the resolution of the VTOL discussion, but because we, we interface to the VTOL facilities. But uh, my prediction is is that finally in the first quarter, this management team will have accomplished the final installation of those four new uh, generators, and St. Thomas will finally have a, a, an efficient generation system that, uh, that can meet its, its, its full load. That's my, that's my first prediction. I, I don't think that one's too tough. Okay, um, that's good news. In, in the first quarter of this year, <clears throat> the Public Service Commission will approve, I believe, a, a comprehensive renewables set of renewables power purchase agreements that will cover uh, a, a substantial portion of the load um, for generation in, on the island of St. Croix and hopefully um, set the table for wind energy on both islands. Um, and, and that'll start a clock for the installation of those systems. Um, PV will happen a little quicker, uh, maybe within, maybe um, in 2023, so some of those systems will come online. But the, um, the wind energy thing is about an 18-month clock from the day we sign that power purchase agreement. So the, uh, the long-awaited renewables discussion that I know has been you know, front and center for quite a while now, that's been in the background for the last six, eight months. Uh, Director Smith and, and his team have been soliciting bids and soliciting feedback and technical advice about what to build, and, and they've done 90% of the work, and I think we'll see those PP, those power purchase agreements on the desk at the, at the Public Services Commission for approval in the first quarter. So that's that's a huge step towards mitigating what you've identified, which is outside dependency on fuel. Uh, you know, the, the sun shines, the sun costs us exactly what it costs everybody else in the world, which is nothing if you build the infrastructure. Um, WAP is able to do both of those things because they have financing for them or the financial structures that support those two huge infrastructure investments are are available to them. I believe that you will also see a solution for generation um, in St. Croix. I know this solution has been identified. WAPA does not have, they're, they're so degraded financially from, you know, uh, decades of, of uh, well, shall we say, less than optimal management. Um, so they're not entirely have this in their own, own control because they just don't have any financial capability to do things that involve capital. But, but if they continue to get the support of the governor and get some uh, access to financing, I know the solution has been identified to to change the generation system in St. Croix and get rid of these old efficient generators that are just killing us. So I'll give you those three things. There, there are a few other things that we could talk about, but those are three just monster developments at the utility. Um, and I have a high level of confidence that this management team is going to get those things done in 2023. Let me ask this question. How much of um, power generation is propane dependent territory-wide right now? Um, well, Park, yeah, I, I hate that question because I hate to be burning diesel in old, inefficient, unreliable generators. But, but as, uh, as we speak, yeah. just from a ballpark. As, as we speak, um, almost nothing in St. Croix can be run on diesel. 
I think. I, I'm the wrong guy to ask, by the way. Yeah. But but my understanding. Um, no, because is we hear we hear from WAPA and all that stuff. But you guys are the regulators, so we'd like to hear from the regulators as well. That's why uh, I, I I'm mm. asking you this, you know, so that we can do some reconciling. Well, so, I, I can tell you that the most efficient generation on both islands, and that's 20 megawatts on St. Croix and 28 megawatts or 27 megawatts on St. Thomas, cannot be run on diesel. So that's okay. that's, that's all propane dependent then. Yep. Yep. Okay. And that and that means that that uh, neither island, you know, can can really meet its load without propane yeah, so let, or so, some form of, of gasified fuel. So, so. Let, so let me read this. Let me read this marketplace analysis, and then I'll have you break it down in lay people language for the public. Um, this is a uh, this is two months ago. This is October eleventh um, from um, Traders Corner. It's a weekly partnership with Cost Management Solutions, and they analyze in propane supply and pricing trends. Propane prices dropped around 19% during the month of September and even more over the first couple days of October. Prices have recovered some, but it still may be a good time to buy price protection for this winter and maybe beyond. Break that down for the public. What are they saying when they articulate like that? They're saying that prices have come down substantially, which is absolutely true. Um, when we last revisited propane pricing at the PSC, um, propane was about a buck twenty-seven a gallon. Okay, um, diesel was about two sixty. Um, diesel is still two sixty delivered to the territory. Um, the propane delivered to the territory at that point was a buck sixty a gallon. Um, but but the cost the cost to buy that that gallon of, of propane up in the Gulf Coast before you put it on a ship was about a buck twenty seven. Today it's around seventy cents, and it's projected to stay there. What they're saying is that's a pretty good price for for liquid propane, and and they're saying you should hedge that price if you can, um, <clears throat> which is to say go out and buy the futures that lock that price in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but that costs money. Um, that's not a free, you can't just go out and do that. You actually literally have to buy the futures, and that takes capital. And this utility, I think, probably does not have the luxury of spending that capital today. So you're not, so locking, may, in, so you're not locking in the price with an intent I, I don't, with it. I don't no, think they got, I do no, not no, believe no, they have the money to no, do that. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I want to explain yep. the process to the public. That's why I asked you mm-hmm. the question. So when you buy futures, you're not locking in a price and paying as you go. You pay up front is what you're saying? You're buying the right to buy the the commodity at a future point in time for yeah. a fixed price. Okay, okay. So you so don't, like so you don't have like to have the capital. Buy my, you don't yeah. have to have the capital at that particular point once you lock in the price. You pay. No, you do because because somebody is is taking the risk that that, that price Correct. goes up or down, and yeah. and they're getting they're getting paid for that option. Yeah, because so yeah. you have. Yeah. Yeah, because because I know in 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 the in the gambling game, if you're making a future bet, you got to pay for that bet at that particular point, and then you lock in that you lock in the odds. You uh, do. So, you, so, you so that the, the odds, so if the odds change, you yep. you've already gotten the odds that you want. So you're no, saying you already you already know what your price is going to be in the future, but and, you had to pay a little of it up front. And the same principle applies with the futures. If you're buying it, if if you're buying it at a particular price, you're paying for it at that particular point. Well, you're not paying the whole price. You're probably paying four or five percent, but okay. depending on depending on the risk of the of the volatility in the market. And right now, as you pointed out, the energy markets are super volatile. Yeah. But I will say that in the near term, no one's really projecting that propane is going to jump through the roof again. Okay. Um, so, so WAPA may have to run that risk just simply because they don't have the capital to put down five or ten percent of their 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 cash cost right now. Okay. Here, here here's another here's another um um 
position that they took as it relates to why the prices are what they are. Propane prices have been driven down from their highs, from their highs first and foremost by a drop in crude prices. Crude prices. Crude has been in a four-month downward downtrend in prices that is currently showing its strongest signals yet that an uptrend may be ready to start. So in other words, um, you got to make your decisions based on, number one, what your capital position is that particular time, and number two, what you for, what is forecasted for, the, for that particular market. Well, I'm just going to make the point that the propane, liquid propane gas is not derived from oil. So the, the, the markets are not inextricably, inextricably linked. linked okay. um, they, they do tend to, to, to walk together because a lot of people have the ability to switch between those two fuel sources so that when one goes up, they start buying the other one, which then drives the price up. But, but propane is, is derived from you know, methane um, and, and wet gas. It's, it's part of the liquids that come out of the natural gas industry. And and it's not uh, it's not derived. It's not like diesel. It doesn't come from oil. So those markets are not necessarily linked. Right now, they're actually pretty strongly decoupled, which is why diesel is so expensive and propane so cheap. As we write, MB Propane is trading at forty two percent of West Texas Intermediate crude. That is a very low relative valuation that has resulted because of a surprisingly strong bill in propane inventory over the past five weeks that has put in around the five-year average for this time of year. Over the last five years, propane has been valued at 62% of crude and at this, at this point in the year and was at 81% at this time last year, which speaks to the, vo the volatility that you're speaking about, sir. True. True. And, 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 you, and you know that this is a substantial discount to historical ratios. Mm -hmm. But... But it's also expected to continue, and it's, it's really more of a comment on the strength of the U.S. natural gas industry right now, um, as opposed to, you know, the, the, maybe the crude industry. The oil is getting shipped everywhere because the world's demanding it. The propane, not so much. That's how inventory is, 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 is so high for, for propane right now, and with, 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 prop, with uh, inventory building, that reduces price. Or yes, costs. sir. Okay. Now... You, you mentioned, uh, you spoke with a level of confidence there that I think is pleasing to the ears. You're confident that um, some decisions and, and, and some policies that are put in place are going to allow for the WAPA, the, the Water and Power Authority, um, to, to actually be trending in a good direction in 2023, calendar year? Yeah, so, I mean, I first want to say that this utility is, is incredibly disadvantaged by its financial condition. And the governor has been just outstanding in supporting that through the use of these ARPA funds. But the utility is just so badly damaged by its financial condition, its historical financial condition. that These guys, this new management team that came in, really came in, no bullets in the gun, and they're still getting things done, which is why I have such a high level of, of confidence, because the competency of the management is finally there. You, you've never heard me talk about competency of management in seven years, Neville, I don't think. Um, I, I have a high level of confidence in this management team. If they had capital, we'd have solutions to almost all of the, the situations that I feel are necessary to repair this utility. That's my level of confidence in this management team. But I, and, and while while you know, I like hearing your confidence in this management team. Um, how do we know that the relationship between management and rank and file and 
intermediate management um, is is working to the point where you know um, the people are going to benefit because that's ultimately that's what they're about. That's what we want. Yeah, so those signals are quieter, but if you're paying attention, I think you're starting to see uh, some things happen internally at the utility that, that you know, are just a little bit unexpected. Um, the utility's starting to trim its its own overhead and costs and and allocate its resources differently. They're they're building some internal infrastructure that they can afford. So over in St. Thomas, they they canceled a, a really expensive lease that everybody knew was not productive, and they they replaced it with a kind of an employee-built initiative to to give, you know, linemen and, and field workers a better home. Those things build confidence in management. Um, I, I, when you get competent financial management at the top, people start, who are working for a utility, start to think, well, yeah, we're finally going to get to fix some of the problems we know exist. At the PSC, we have seen substantial change in the customer service attitude, if you will, of, of the utility. Um, we're not having to mediate, mediate stupid arguments anymore. We're 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 resolving problems more quickly and more easily with with uh, you know the leadership of the customer service people, Miss Francis. That comes down from the top, okay. And and it didn't always come down from the top before. So there are signs inside the utility that that the employee base is responding. These are tough jobs. They're even tougher when you don't have any money to do anything. Um, and when, and frankly, when the, the reliability and the confidence level in the utility is low, can you imagine working for WAPA? Your, your neighbors are probably always yelling at you. That's right. Um, that's and, right. and, and that's, that's not on them. There are some, you know, some, some number north of 80% are really great, great employees at WAPA. And I can't wait for them to have resources to actually structurally fix some of the internal problems that, that they've been having to put up with the billing system. Horrible yeah, metering system. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Try and get your job done without without data and without tools. No, it's, no, it's no. Tough. I, 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 I agree with that. As we as we speak right now, um, they are operating on what propane or diesel? To your knowledge, um, based on what they we're on, I think we're on diesel right now because this VTOL things kind of upset our own supply chain. Yeah. But I can also tell you that that we. We have helped the the authority try and identify some new sources and new supplies of LPG, mm-hmm. and so also in the new year, I think, I well, my fourth prediction is I think through the leadership of the governor, who's probably the only one that can fix this, um, we're going to res- finally resolve this VTOL question. We're going to take and a quick that, break. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with two follow up questions, and then I'm I'm going to excuse you. <laughs> we got the uh, PSC chairman David Hughes with some, I think, some good news this morning here from a regulatory standpoint, regulatory perspective. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at its new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. 
I am Attorney General Denise George. How much do you know about Virgin Islands laws? Injustices can happen anywhere and in situations where we least expect. I make it my mission to empower you with knowledge about our laws and the issues that affect our Virgin Islands community. Join me on Justice Matters, a new talk show that aims to inform you and engage you to be a part of the solution. Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com Women hear a lot about self-care these days. Advice on ways to relax, exercise, eat healthy, and more. Those are all great. But one of the most important self-care steps we can take is making sure we're financially secure later in life. That means saving money for retirement. It's never too late to start. And it's the kind of self-care that brings peace of mind that lasts. For small steps you can take to save for retirement, visit WeSaySaveIt.org. That's WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. And we're back here and analyze this great conversation with um, Mr. David Hughes, Public Service, Public Commission Services, the Public Service Commission, PSC uh, Chairman. Um, and we're talking about some prospects for 2023. Good morning once again, sir. Good morning. Now, let me ask you this question, right? Let's remove everybody involved and let's just speak generically. If, if, uh, if a a island has an arrangement with a fuel supplier and the fuel supplier is accustomed to generating X amount of revenue on an annual basis and the island goes out and buys infrastructure that will reduce the cost of the commodity that the supplier is providing isn't that going to impact the supplier from a revenue standpoint? And as a result, how do we know? Because this is one of the questions that, that I, I had to deal with, you know, when I was a member of the legislature, people were asking about LIAC and all that stuff. Uh, how do we know that the supplier ain't in the business of trying to protect the revenue levels that they are accustomed to based on what they've been providing to that particular island? Well, these are commodities. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they have, uh, let's just call it correct prices, that, uh, that are kind of volume dependent. So I think what you're describing is the idea that, that an island buys less of something and then perhaps has, has to pay more on a unit basis. That's, that's kind of a false choice. Um, because we can continue, or an, any island that has the ability to store this commodity can, can still buy the larger volumes of it. And in, and in that way, make it just as efficient to to the supplier. Um, the, 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 the cargoes of propane that come into this territory come in on big ships, 155,000 barrels, 150,000 barrels, which is roughly the amount we could store. The only reason we wouldn't buy a full ship versus a half ship is 
because we got to pay cash for that up front. So it, it's a it's a, a capital comes back to a financial question for the for you know a utility. You, you're getting a good price, and you can keep that price low by buying more, and then just hold it um, in inventory. But but you got to pay for it up front in this particular case, and, and this utility is just is degraded financially. It's hard for them to do that. It's the smart choice, but but it's it's a difficult one to, to pull off. But 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 the angle that I'm coming from is that <laughs> I know what the angle you're coming from. <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> entities get dependent on on, on uh, customary revenue levels, right? And and if 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 we were doing something where um, it was providing X amount of revenue, $180 million in fuel, right, in commodity. And then we do something that reduces our need levels to $140 million. That's a $40 million reduction for the supplier. And that's not, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we, let I, me, let, I, I, let I just me want just, us to be as candid in, as possible for our audience. Let me just share some inside pool with you here then. Yeah. Finally, and I've been after this for years, Finally, our utility has gone out and obtained alternative bids for fuel supplies, okay? Because I can tell you from the results of some of those bids that we are very clearly paying a very high price for our current supplier, okay? So, so we're not getting the best price in the territory, and we're not because we're under an exclusive contract that was signed years ago that provided for the cost of the commodity plus a cost to deliver it, and that's where the cost went up. It was in that cost to deliver. Everybody pays the same price for this stuff coming off the Gulf Coast out of Houston. It's really a question of how much do they get paid to deliver it. And and we're paying a very, very high price in this territory for that delivery charge. Um, as an example, I can tell you that we, we pay way more for delivery than Lime Tree Bay paid for their fuel when they were operating their power generation system. And it is just a question of delivery. Now, they were bidding their contract every six months. They didn't have an exclusive contract. We, we are locked into a price right now because of our relationship with our infrastructure provider. And I think that will change this year because this thing has to come to a head. Uh, it, it has to. It, it's, it, it, and it will. So I, I, uh, I, 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 The reason why I phrase the question that way is because I want my audience right, to know that we are asking the pertinent questions that not only need to be asked, but we want the suppliers to know as well that we're, we're not as naive as they want to think we may be. You know what I'm saying? We understand business. This is business, right? And, you know, and, 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 and this is dollars. This is dollars and cents, not, <clears throat> not, not C-E-N-T-S, S-E-N-S. I, I, I came on. I told, I told my <laughs> wife this morning I was going to come on the show as an optimist, okay? No, no, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. And, we're good. I, I don't and, have a problem with the PSC. I don't have a problem and, and with Well, and, and just Michael. let me tell you, yeah. I'm an optimist because we are finally doing the right things, okay. those, those things that you mentioned about mm -hmm. making the right calls, yeah. doing the bids, actually attempting to do things the, the way a competent utility would do them. Those things are being done. If we had capital, they'd be getting done. Um, we're, they're all just sitting in the wings trying to figure out a way to pay for them. But the answers are being correctly derived, I believe, my, my personal opinion, not the opinion of the PSC. But I'm, I'm observing what is going on. And, and finally, after years of watching the, the questions not get asked, I'm watching a management team that is asking all the right questions. 
How about that? Of course, and we appreciate that. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what public this public service commission is supposed to do. Final question: What about water and water um, distribution? Um, you know, uh, it came also. up yesterday. It's uh, there are many projects active in the territory. Most of them federally funded. Um, we we'd all like to see them get done sooner, particularly out west on, on Saint Croix, but. They're re- they've got to replace infrastructure. It hasn't been done. Again, years and years and years of neglect to what would normally be current maintenance in a system like this. It just haven't been done. So now we're playing catch up. But we have funding, and that's great. The water is, you know, the water is going to improve. It ain't going to get worse. It's going to get better. I just I couldn't say when we're going to get an update in January on specific uh, projects that that people are concerned with, but. But I know those projects are in in the works now. For for those for those who may not know, how frequently does the PSC meet? Based on your call, um, or is, well, is there a mandate for for, for meetings? Stat- statutorily, we we have to meet every quarter. Uh, these last year or so, I've been uh, you know we've been meeting every every month almost. Okay. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot going on. Mr. Chairman, I want to thank you for this quick chat. I want you to know every time we talk WAP on my show, my I got two cell phones, they go off the chain. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and I, the I hope they're going off the chain in the right direction. Well, you know, you know I, 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 I try my best, right? Like, like I had one of my listeners last week. He, he was beating me up um, because because I didn't have the same opinion as he did as with respect to the party, the WAPA party and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in, in the long-term benefits for the people of the Virgin Islands, right? I'm not concerned about, you know, Stuff like that, because if I get focused, if we get bogged down on things like that, then we're never going to fix the problem, right? And and sure. I and I want because this is eighteen years to me. I remember two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four. Almost twenty years we've been talking about this, and I'm hoping that you know the the, the hurricanes were supposed to provide you know the inconvenience that we suffered as a result of the hurricanes was supposed to provide some revenue relief as relates to infrastructure investment. And we need that to happen. If it don't happen now, I don't know when it's going to happen. And I don't want to live like that. Okay. Well, the, the revenue relief happens when uh, when the wartillas get turned on, when there's new generation replacing old generation in St. Croix, and when the renewables come online in the territory. That is when you get uh, relief in your bill. Mm-hmm. So those, three, those three things will happen. I, I won't tell you how much they're going to affect your bill, but they will affect your bill because the utility will be generating power for less than it generates it today, and that is the magic of a utility. So it's just the cost of a kilowatt, they, and, and they'll be fixed. So the variability will go out of that system too. You, we'll have a 25-year contract for power on a power purchase agreement for solar. We'll know what the cost of power is going to be, mm-hmm. and it's going to be less than any generator that we own today, even the most efficient ones can generate power for. So those are all good answers. I really appreciate your time. I came on the show, like I said, to to try and give people a little bit of hope and and let them know that we're we're thinking about the right questions. I like what what I heard today, and I'm hoping that it's consistent with what we're going to hear. Little little patience. I know it's tough. Just a little more patience, and you will start to see things happen, I think, in the first quarter of 2023, and I hope to speak with you again soon about it all. Thank you very much. Happy holidays to you and your family, sir. Appreciate it. Same to you. You got it. Be well. That's, be Bye. well as well. That's um, PSC Chairman uh, David Hughes. And we um, hear some optimism. So first quarter of 2023, we're hoping to see on the back end of it, hoping to see, you know, some some benefits there. And uh, that's all we can ask for, my son. Seriously.
Anyway, you gotta see Fu, Mr. DJ. You gotta see Fu lying up there because um, I want him to know that Santa sent me. You check. Uh, so if you could um, line up that Sifu, I know um, Doc's goal uh, uh, go appreciate this one, yeah. Go check here. Uh, yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. So a little bit of Santa sent me. Um, maybe not the whole thing, I'll come back uh, with a couple of minutes to go. But in, enjoy this. Uh, because that news there is Santa news. Hopefully, cars going down for our WAPA. Uh, realities here in the Virgin Islands. Enjoy. It was Christmas Eve. She husband had to leave. Home by herself. Like something on a shelf. I went by her house. She asked me what's the matter I tell her I am here In place of Santa She says she's been waiting All night through To get her back filled With toys and candy too So I started to see what I could do I tell she Santa sent me America was to get exposed to this sun. This could go platinum in America. Wrong Christmas time. I, I could hear this song playing in all them big cities. So check what I'm saying. Because when they hear the Santa send me, I, I could see everybody up there and I'm liking it. Enjoy. I tell my it's You are a nice boy. You walk for Santa too. She say that this is good. The party is nice She wished that Christmas Could come not once but twice She offered me a drink That's when I start to think Now is a good time To have a jolly line So I tell she one more time I tell she Santa sent me He said have a merry You know, <clears throat> I just want the public to know, right? And, and Mr. DJ, you could, you, you could put, put it on a little bit more. This is Imaginations Brass backing up Sifu and this song, you know? And this music, I mean, this this thing is so clear and, and so nice um, that, yeah, yeah, bring it back, bring it back up. Bring, bring it back so, so, they, so they can hear this this arrangement there. Bring, bring it back up Mr. DJ. Yeah. 
Christmas Değil mi? Um, oh my gosh That hand section clean Right And I, I'm telling you We got music here In the Virgin Islands That uh, Hasn't been exposed Like it, like it should be exposed And I, I, I tell you This tune is a Big big tune Right That when I was driving I said We gonna send seafood This morning And, um, and uh, I'm glad That we did Of course And then when you're there In a studio Right When you're in a radio studio um, this, the song, the song as, as sweet as a song for you, a song ten times sweeter for me in the studio here with with these nice headphones and and all that good stuff. You know, um, <clears throat> it's the season, and I know, and we're trying not to, you know, you know, back down the season with, you know, some of the rudimentary stuff like a wap and asa. But yo, I, 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 we can't let our guard down. You check, and and and, and that's why. You know, I had on, uh, I was appreciative uh, when the PSC chairman reached out to me last week, wanted to come off a little bit. And um, I took him up on that. I, matter of fact, I had forgotten to actually respond, and I did that this morning. And he was, you know, kind to, to chime in. And, you know, going forward, you know, hopefully we could do what we got to do. Fix these problems that's been bothering us because it impacts quality of life and so many different areas. And uh, everything we do is integrated, and we spoke about that yesterday. Um, with uh, Dr. Uh, Ambrose, and you know, we just got to, you know, take that individual and, and uh, collective aptitude, and you know, make it work for the people of the territory. Great show today! Thanks for everybody who called in. Right, we had four people calling today, and I appreciate all them uh, who called in that we spoke to, including the weather service, Miss Parsons, you know, Marilyn with the gas thing, and of course, Mr. Hughes. Be good, be safe. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly, what a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico, and a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's, uh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a great <laughs> That's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On Fresh Air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJ FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.